Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. We use this function count vectorizer to get a term document matrix. So bag of words uh, expressed as a list of tweets and their counts. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. These talks are designed to both introduce advanced subjects and provide insight into the work being done in these fields. So we have tonight a webinar, which is about the emoji predictor. We have here Alex, which I'm very happy and excited to have her here tonight to talk about it. And her name is Alexandra, but she said, let's not. So I don't know about that, but in Paso, Texas, she graduated in computer engineering and in a cyber community minor at the Texas A&M. She works for Lockheed Martin Aeronautics, and his, her interests are DevOps, data science, Python, Agile. She likes soccer, dance, dancing salsa, and actual salsa. And she started always with sentences that say, so I was listening to this podcast. Very important to know about her. And he really, she really have a, n- interesting goals. She wants to get a psychology degree and be a professional counselor. Interesting. And she's part of organizations like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and Girls, Inc., she loves to help people and realize what they can do once you remove the theme bill that externally imposes and the self-imposed social construct ideas and fears. So, you know, you can do it. Everyone can do it. So at the end of my senior year of school, I joined this class. It was a natural language, natural language processing class. And it was super interesting. But one thing that I did had to have trouble with is figuring out how to start. And this is a machine learning problem and it's kind of, it's kind of hard to get started because you don't really know what's going on. And so what helped me was that one of my friends, he had done a similar project and he just walked me through it and it turns out it's actually pretty simple. And as you'll see, this is a very simple, the project itself is about like 10 lines long, which is pretty cool but you still need to know a couple of concepts. So let's start. So I chose emoji prediction because I think it's pretty cool. The things you can do with Twitter and data mining and data science. Um, so let's start with natural language processing. So what is natural language processing? Um, we'll all show you some applications of natural language processing so you can kind of get the gist of what it is. So let's just show you a couple of applications. And it's basically just how computers interact with human language. Um, So this is kind of what we're gonna be doing, text classification. And it's one of the problems of machine learning, just classification in itself. Um, Something you can do with that is spam filtering, language identification, blah, 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 emoji prediction. Language modeling, so 
if you're texting and you see that your phone suggests a word or a spelling mistake that you've done, that's language modeling, that's language prediction. Um, speech recognition, this is actually from audio to language, to text language. Caption generation, also capturing an image and then from there um, describing, say, the contents of that scene. Machine translation. So there's a couple of things you can do. Document summarization, question answering. So like, how does Siri understand what I'm saying? Natural language processing. All right. Um, so as you'll see, this problem isn't as trivial to solve. We see text, we see tweets, and we recognize exactly what's happening. If it's a bad, if it's a happy tweet, if it's a sad tweet, but it's a little bit harder for computers because all they see is ones and zeros. So emoji prediction is again text classification. So I mean, if you look at this picture, right, you give it an article and it can determine which genre. So if you switch that to emojis, you give it a tweet and it'll return, say, which emoji it might suggest for you. Um, as you can see, you can also do sentiment analysis. And sentiment analysis is also kind of like text classification. You just replace the genres with the different senti the sentiments. You've got happy, you have sad, you have neutral. So yeah, this is machine learning, natural language processing, language all interacting as one. All right. So now let's move on to emoji prediction. So you're gonna hear me talk about documents and labels and targets. And what I mean when I say documents, I'm gonna be talking about tweets. I'll try to change. Um, I'll try to correct myself if I do say documents. But basically, we're gonna be creating a model that given a tweet, will be able to predict which emoji should be used. Um, so there are kind of stages to machine learning in general, not just natural language processing. Um, we're not really gonna show the data mining, that's just getting the data set. But we are gonna be focusing on pre-processing, which includes feature extraction. Also, I should mention that this is a pretty basic application. It's not gonna go super into depth. But we have pre-processing, feature extraction. Feature extraction, we'll cover what features are and why they're important to machine learning. And training. And the type of training we're gonna be doing is uh, supervised learning. So there's a couple of different types of learning when it comes to machine learning. There's unsupervised learning, there's supervised learning, the one we're gonna be doing, and there's other types. So I'll kind of differentiate what supervised and unsupervised is. And then supervised, say you give your model, you give your algorithm, your training algorithm, you give it a data set. Say the data set is pictures of cats, or cats and dogs, a picture of a uh, data set of cats and dogs. There are algorithms that are used to separate these. And so this algorithm, unsupervised, would just cluster them. It won't know what it is. You're just giving it the pictures. So supervised learning is you give this model, you give it your data, but you also give it your label. So you say, this is a picture, this is a picture of a cat. And you, that's what it does. The algorithm will recognize that. And so next time you give it a picture of a cat, it'll be able to recognize it and say, this is a cat. So the way we're doing it, we're gonna give it a set of tweets and its corresponding emojis. Cool, so let's look at our data. So the project that I chose provided a script that did the 
that did the data mining for me. So I, I did this, I don't know, 2016. So this reflects whatever Twitter, whatever was happening in Twitter in 2016. I don't know. I don't want to know. These are the tweets and these are the emojis, but they're just numbers. Yes, but these are the mapping tables. So let's try to see if this makes sense. So for this tweet, the emoji that corresponds to it is this two. So what is this two? This is this emoji, face with tears of joy. What an explanation. Okay. So let's look at the second one just to show you that it actually is what it, it is. So here you see the word Christmas. They gave it this emoji. That emoji was included in this tweet. And here it is, a Christmas tree. So how these were gathered, the script makes sure that it's only tweets with one emoji just to make things easier. And then it separates them into its words and to the emojis in the tweet. So this emoji was included in that tweet and so on and so forth. Okay, so this is where we actually see some of the code. So how do we do this? So the library that my friend used and told me to use was sklearn, the scikit library. And it was, it was pretty easy, pretty straightforward. So that's what I used. Um, these are going to be used, are the modules we will use for feature extraction and sort of the pre-processing. And again, we're not getting too intense with pre-processing. There's a lot of things you can do and you'll see later. But we're just trying to make a basic app. These are the classifiers. The one we're going to be using is going to be the neural network. Um, again, there are these classifiers, these are different algorithms. Some are better for text classification, uh, different types of different types of machine learning applications. I just use neural networks because they're good and it sounds cool. But again, maybe it's not the best one. It's pretty good. However, I did this on a 40,000 tweet data set and I think I had to run it overnight and it still didn't finish. So we're just gonna use a thousand, uh, thousand K data set for this example. Okay, so first, so this is the kind of pre-processing step. We're gonna organize our data. So all we have to do is read. We're gonna read uh, this document the 1,000 tweets, and we're gonna read the 1,000 labels. These are the emojis, and we're gonna put them in lists, and I'm gonna print them out right here. And as you can see, it reads line by line, and each index, each entry in this list is a tweet. Same with the emojis. We're gonna go all the way to the bottom. It's gonna read this document. It's gonna read line by line, and it's gonna separate it, so. Index one of this list corresponds to index one of this list. Index two corresponds to index two, so on and so forth, until we get to index 999. Cool, all right. So this, although you can't tell, it's, just, it's literally just four lines of code is where the heavy lifting is happening. So here we have something called a count vectorizer, and we're gonna call this function right here. So what is this function doing? What is this count vectorizer? So this is where we're learning the vocabulary dictionary and we return a term document matrix. And a count vectorizer converts a collection of text documents to a matrix of token counts. Uh, what in the world does that mean? Okay, so there's a couple of concepts 
there's a couple of ways you could approach this and these are kind of the this is the way we're doing it we're going to get we're going to get these tweets and each, each tweet we're going to use this model called the bag of words model and so let's open this up real quick let's see if it has any yeah so the bag of word model in terms of text classification is basically we're going to get a sentence we're going to get a tweet we're going to get a document and the features the things we're going to use to differentiate different categories are going to be words so this sentence right here john likes to watch movies mary likes movies too is going to be made into a type of um kind of like a count frequency type of situation you have your words and the time the number of times they appear so this these will be these words will be weighted differently and we'll discuss how the feature extraction part of it happens later but yeah this is what we call as far as text classification a bag of words model it's pretty simple um okay i, I have an example here of different types of of why this might not be the best. So here you have two different sentences. Um, let's go ahead and go through it. John likes dog yells. The sentence doesn't make sense, but we're just gonna use it. In this sentence, John, for some reason, likes the way dogs yell. However, the second sentence, John yells like a dog. We can agree that these are two completely different sentences. However, with the bag of words model, if you do a little pre-processing, remove stop words like a, do some lemmatization, which is shorten the words. You get two identical bags of words, but we already agreed that these are, obviously they mean different things. So that's why text classification isn't necessarily a super trivial thing, right? These are two different, we can recognize that. One way to fix that, we're not gonna do this in our example, but one way to fix that is this ngram model. So you can choose how many words into one token, one feature would appear. And it just gives the sentence a little bit more context. And the reason I wanted to show is just to show that, you know, this isn't a super trivial, this isn't a super easy task, you know, just predicting, just seeing a document and seeing words and for a computer to know, okay, yeah, this is what that means. Um, so, way, so the way we're gonna represent this to our algorithm it was gonna use this thing called a document term matrix, term document matrix. So all this is, is for each tweet, each document, you have this bag of words and it's represented in this sort of matrices. And as you'll see later in this classifier, or when we actually train the data, actually we'll get to that later, this is kind of the easiest way to hand off what we, with the data we captured. So cool, 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 cool. Let's move on to features. Um, as we already said, the words, uh, as, far as, as far as text classification, these are our properties. These are our characteristics that we're gonna measure and use to differentiate between categories. So in our case, the words, the text are, are what we, we're gonna use to differentiate tweets and which tweets correspond to which emojis. And so an example for y'all to see how it kind of, it, it actually is a, a hard thing to do. When you think of audio, I mean, 
You can hear me right now, and if I am speaking correctly, you can understand what I'm saying. However, if you go ahead and give this to a computer, like this is, it's literally just waves of sound, different amplitudes, different frequencies, different wavelengths, and it has to use this to predict, to be able to predict a word. You know what I'm saying? So when you're talking to Siri, how does Siri know? It literally just sees amplitude, frequency, and time. Images, how, do, how, do, uh, how does a computer, you know those apps that you can take a picture and it tells you what you're looking at? How does that happen? All it's seeing is pixel values. So it's kind of the same with words and language and computers processing text. All it's seeing, okay, right now we're seeing words, but that's not what the computer is seeing, and I'll show you later. It's seeing numbers. And so how does, how does that work? How do you get from numbers to actual understanding of a sentence and then an accurate prediction? So the next part of this right here is what we're going to use to normalize this term docking matrix. So what is, how do we normalize? What does that mean? Okay, I'll show you. So this is a complicated algorithm. I'm gonna open this real quick, see if it even makes sense. Uh, it does not make sense. So I'll just talk about it. So this, is, this makes more sense actually. It's just a measure of originality. So what this is saying, and I'll show you here where you can see better. It's basically a way and it, as far as feature extraction to say which word has more weight when it comes to differentiating between documents. So let's see this sentence or this dictionary of this document, the summation of these two documents. So we have the words, the car truck is driven on the road highway. Okay. So here is the term frequency count for document A, term frequency count for document B. So both of these documents have the, one of these documents has car, and as you can see, it kind of alternates. So we can agree that if we just take term, we take term frequency, that's probably not a good feature because words like the, words like is, words like a, they're completely gonna overload the term document frequency count. And if we rely on those, and if we just rely on term frequency as a, free, as, a, as a feature to say, yes, this word appears a million times, or, so therefore, it appears a million times for this type of document. So whenever we see that, we really don't want to take that into account. So a way around this is this complicated little, this is one of the ways, you know, to normalize data. And... So we take this, and you can see it gives it a weight of zero. It gives the word the a weight of zero. Why? Because it appears everywhere, so it must not help. And then it gives car and truck kind of equal weight and also road and highway. So as you can see, it, it chooses which features probably have more weight. And so when it comes to text classification and figuring out what should go to where, we really want only to take into consideration I mean, any type of machine learning classification problem, you only want to take into consideration, you know, words that would make sense, original words, words that actually 
get you something. So I'm gonna go, so right now, this doesn't really show anything because this array is way too big. So I'm gonna just change this, the tweets we're getting, and I'm gonna use the, uh, these two documents, test tweets and test labels, which is the same, but it's only, it only has 10 of them. So it'll show you how this works. So let's run everything again. And let's show you what happens. Okay, so now we have a lot less, but now we can see what's in the term document matrix. And when I say, what is the computer seeing? We see that these are the words, we see that. But right now, when we give it to the classifier, we're only giving it this. And so what this is, it's just, so this word is this index, but the computer doesn't know that. This last word is this index, but the computer doesn't know that. And so these are the tweets, these are 10 tweets. And in this term document matrix, it only has this word, this word, this word, this word, that's four words. So let's just show you the tweet. Yes, four words. I don't think it's counting this. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so the next thing we call is this, and we print this out, this normalized term document matrix. Let's see if it did its job. It looks like it did. It takes the tweets and, and it assigns, you know, it waits, it waits the words depending on how many times they appeared. The words that appeared less are probably gonna get a higher weight because they're more original. So cool. Now let's just bring it back because this model won't converge with the data set that's small. And let's run it again. We're almost at the end. It's mostly understanding concepts because again, the code is like literally 10 lines. Cool, all right. So what have we done thus far? We got the tweets, we got the emojis, we, turned we use this function count vectorizer to get a term document matrix so bag of words uh, expressed as a list of tweets and their counts and then we use this function tfidf transformer and we do this fit transform we give it the term document matrix and it returns the same term document matrix but normalized now with normalized weights so what do we do here at the end? This is where we make our machine quote unquote learn things. So this, let's explain pretty quick what's happening here. So this is where the supervised part of the learning comes in. You're not only giving it the normalized matrix, term document matrix, but you're also giving it its corresponding labels. If this were an unsupervised learning algorithm, it would only need this right here. And it would, through its algorithm, through its clustering algorithm, or however it chooses to do, it, it would separate, it would make categories based on how similar each feature is in each category. So we are abstracted from exactly what's happening. Again, this is a neural network. And all you have to do to choose which classifier you want is literally you just import the library. What am I importing? From sklearn, I'm importing the MLP classifier, which is just a neural network type of algorithm. 
we do not see the algorithm because turns out machine learning is very statistics heavy that gets nasty and right now we're just covering how do we use it not how does it work so let's get back to what's happening this is supervised learning and so what it is creating is a classifier so to simplify what a classifier is think of a function let's think of algebra let's think of f of x so what this is giving us what it is returning is that function f of whatever so if you think of it in terms of the function you're using an algorithm an mlp classifier to create this function that given a tweet will return an emoji so let's test it out we have here classifier has a function that you can call a member function called predict so literally all you have to do is you have to give it some tweets and it will return its predictions so we have our classifier that we trained using supervised learning and now we're going to predict and test how good this classifier was so this is you're looking at it this is machine learning this is it you give it the data these are tweets you give it the emojis supervised learning at least and you have yourself a classifier that's one line so this is what i mean when i say the heavy lifting happens here where you read the data where you we didn't do a good job because this is a simple app uh, of choosing you know being very careful about which features are better we just do something super basic but this is where the heavy lifting really happens so the heavy lifting happens here and the easy part is here we just give it we say okay this is what we got do your thing algorithm so let's see what happened so we give it a list of tweets these are the tweets but they're you know represented as literally zeros and whatever numbers it doesn't see any words it just sees indices and weights and we expect it to come back with you know maybe good answers i mean again this is this data set is literally 1000 tweets that's not that's not very good as far as a, a good data set because that's that's not a lot but we give the predictions we give it the tweets we say predict our stuff so f of whatever we give it the tweets this function and it returns the predictions so what do these predictions look like it looks pretty similar to what we have so another cool thing this uh, library does everything for you again which i love there's this function that you import let's go all the way back sklearn.metrics import accuracy score you give it the predictions you give it what the actual answer is supposed to be the emojis if you remember at the beginning it's just the order of the emojis just the line by line it's in a list sort of like this and as you can see the accuracy score for this is 0.998 i'm assuming one is a perfect score so is this a great classifier i would say no but what we're seeing is i mean it's showing almost 100 which again is supposed to be a perfect score but this model all it's saying is this yeah this score all it's saying is that this classifier that this function is good at predicting things it already saw so that is basically it Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission 
and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.